0: Things true, where we talk about things that are good, pure, and praiseworthy. I'm your host, Stephanie Kirkpatrick. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things True. Um, in this episode, we're going to take a little break from our breakdown of Philippians 4:8. Um, my husband and I just recently celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. So I've asked my, our oldest son, Nathaniel, to join us this evening, and my husband, Todd. And Nathaniel's just going to interview us and ask us a few questions about our marriage, our relationship, and how we got started, and things like that. So uh, sit back and enjoy.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Mom, for letting me take over hosting duties on your podcast today. And I'm excited for you guys. Congratulations. 35 years. So that means you guys were married when?
0: 1985, August 2nd.
1: August 2nd, 1985. Yes. Wow. Um, all right. Well, since then, you've had how many kids?
0: We've got three boys. Nathaniel, who is 33. Good job. 33, <laughs> uh, Samuel, who is 27, and Isaiah, who is 22. I'm with daddy.
1: Awesome. and And a grandkid who just walked in we We have
0: three our oldest son is married Nathaniel's married to our lovely daughter-in-law Jessica who we're so grateful for and they are wonderful parents to our three grandchildren Ebenezer who's five and is just starting kinder this year and then Ezra, who is three and a half, and little Penelope—we finally got a girl in our family, and she is two; just turned two in May. So, we have a—we're blessed with a wonderful family, and um, I'm sure Todd, you would agree that your quiver is full.
2: Yep, yeah, three boys, uh, you know, and then we got our first girl in the family. Besides Jessica, Jessica, of course, is our
0: first—you
2: <laughs> know, our daughter-in-law. But then uh, we. We're able to uh, have the privilege of Penelope. Penelope May.
0: Penelope yeah. May, who is, who's quite cantankerous and uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: she's to wonderful. say the least, she's yeah. our little princess.
0: Yes, sure. she is.
1: All right. Well. Um, so let's kind of we'll just spend this episode kind of learning some of your guys' story. And then maybe some things that God has taught you over the years. So okay. to kind of get things going, either one of you can jump in. How did you guys meet? I, I, I can tell you how we met, but I, I want to hear what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so we met actually at church. Um, Todd's brother was my youth pastor, um, Alan, at Todd's uncle's church. And Todd's uncle was my pastor since I was a little girl. And so Todd came over to visit his brother uh, at our church, and that's how I met him when I was just 12 years old, and I had a big crush on him. In fact, my uh, little 12-year-old friend and I, we both had a crush on him, and we were really brokenhearted and upset when he decided to go with a girl that was closer to his age. Which um, was how old? Which was, he? well, I was 12, so that means he was 16. (laughs) And he decided to like a girl that was 15, and we were both just brokenhearted and devastated that he wouldn't choose to go with a 12-year-old at 16. But thank God, because now thinking about that, that would be kind of messed up. So yeah. I'm <laughs> glad he did it, but Bill yeah.
2: Johnson's Big Apple that doesn't even exist anymore is where we went out. and um, Kind of
1: like, t- like a Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, and I, all I
2: could think is these little girls are so... <laughs> Uh, annoying I couldn't even you know I I I I didn't even remember her until it was about four years later and you were at my uh, graduation party
0: like three years later
2: three years yeah about three
0: years later and
2: then I was like who's that and they said that was Stephanie you had uh, you know changed (laughs) and grown up a little bit I had grown up a little bit
0: (laughs) I was at 15, I was a little more mature than some 15-year-olds. I had older siblings and stuff and you know just life situations and stuff that caused us to grow up probably a little too quickly, but I was a little more mature than most 15-year-olds, but apparently that's when I kind of turned his eye, caught his eye. But
2: you were dating someone.
0: But I was dating someone. <laughs> I saw so weird to think about this like a 15-year-old dating, <laughs> but I was going with another boy and so he was respectful of that and um but we did start to develop a friendship at that point probably a couple months so you guys
1: started becoming friends and then how did um how did you guys start like becoming uh more than friends
0: well did you start
1: dating as much as you could as teenagers (laughs) so
0: well that kind of that period lasted for just a few months and then um you know this other guy was not so good for me and um you know he's kind of a bad guy and um and so my mom kind of was putting the pressure on us to break up and, you know, Todd was hanging around more and she really just loved Todd. He's got such a great personality. He's really easygoing. He was, you know, fully dedicated to God, a hundred percent Christian did, you know, he wasn't, you know, looking for, you know, just to, you know, be with girls or things like that. He really did have a heart for God. And my mom saw that. And so she put a lot of pressure on me to break up with this other guy, which of course was devastating for me, but, you know, it seemed like an eternity, but it really only went on for a few months. And so I can remember Labor Day of that year. It was Labor Day weekend, and we had kind of got together. Like, we'd been, we had been going to church at our church at this point for a few months. And so, like I said, we kind of just started to develop a friendship. And the thing I loved most about him in the beginning was he was such a good listener. I would sob to him and tell him all my worries and woes about this other guy. And he would just listen and give me advice. Because he, he was, had a plan. He had, a I guess he had a plan, but he was really kind and was a, such a good listener, and that's one of the things that I fell in love with him most about in the first place was the fact that he, he just loved to listen to me talk, and I'd probably just talk and talk like I am now, doing all the talking. <laughs> but anyway, so I think Labor Day weekend that year is when we kind of started to get together and... There's some interesting parts of that
1: story. Yeah. Maybe we can cover so, a little bit later. I'm sorry I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait what did you say? i kind of spaced out a second. So you guys' this yeah. romance started in the summer. Here we are in the summertime. So um, how? who made that? Who made the ask? Who uh, asked who to be boyfriend slash girlfriend?
0: I don't really know. I don't know.
1: It just happened.
0: I think that. it just kind of happened. We were, you know, he just was hanging around a lot. Um, with myself and my older sister. I did
2: ask you on a date.
0: He did when he so when I finally did break up with this other guy.
2: There Sunday.
0: So my, he calls my sister, and he's saying, you know, he wants to ask me out on a date, and so um, this is actually kind of a fun story. So my sister tells him, you know, well, I'll get Stephanie on the phone, you know, and so this is back before cell phones and all that stuff, so she puts the phone down and comes and gets me, she's like, Todd's on the phone, he wants to talk to you, and so then I'm like, oh brother. So I get on the phone, and he does this whole little thing where he's like so nervous, and I know where he gets it now, his mom kind of does the same thing where she <clears, <throat> clears her throat and kind of, you know, stutters a little bit. and. So he's kind of clearing his throat and he says, well, he says, um, I was thinking about going out on a date by myself, but I remember, I remember the last time I went on a date by myself, it was kind of boring. So I was wondering if you might want to go with me. That's a
1: good line.
0: (laughs) That's a really good line. And so then I was like, sure, of course. And so our first date was to Garcia's restaurant over on 35th Avenue in Peoria. We
1: just ate there as a family on Sunday. Yes.
0: So Garcia's at that location actually has a special place in our heart for a couple of different things. Like like Nathaniel said, we just ate there on Sunday for lunch. But um, actually, when we were—and this is, you know, fast forward a number of years—but when we were um, waiting to hear if we had um, gotten the vote to be the pastors at the church we're currently at at Christ Church, we were sitting at Garcia's at that same Garcia's and got the phone call that to congratulate us that we were the new pastors of the church that we're at. So kind of a special place all the way around that's you know the humble beginnings and you know kind of
1: a go to spot so so you guys began dating
0: um they almost killed us on our first date we almost got in a car wreck so when we come out of that Garcia's Mm -hmm. if you turn on to Peoria coming out of that parking lot you can't take a left because there's a median in the road yeah and he didn't realize that, and I think he was so nervous, and he started to turn <laughs> out left, and here comes these cars, and I'm screaming. Thankfully, it's like a little, this little beat-up Pinto that he had. You guys don't even know what Pintos are anymore. It's a little Ford car. And um, so it was a tiny enough car, he was able just to kind of spin it around in the road and go back the correct direction, and saved us from getting in an accident. But, yeah, so that was the story of our first date. And then and you
1: still married him.
0: I still married him, even though he almost... And then you want to tell him about how I avoided our first kiss on that date.
1: No, that's good. He, he has other questions. He has other questions you to ask. Okay, so you guys start dating. Date for how long before you got married?
0: It was about two years before we got married. Two years. Okay, yeah.
1: so, so how How did you? So you were going into the air force. How did you? Like when? When did? When was that moment? When did you know? Like. She's gonna be my wife. I'm gonna marry her. I'm gonna propose. Well, my uh, brother George um, uh,
2: from uh, George White uh, and my mom were married. Mm -hmm. Yes, stepdad. And um, he was being born that night. And I was at Stephanie's. They called that he was coming. So then I got in the car and as I was backing up, I said, "Hey, want to get married?" But he's and kinda
0: asked yes, yeah, right? and I said yes right away. So yeah.
1: I, that's how it happened. So, yeah, but so how did you, you know? But you that I was did the you one. know in that moment and just asked, or did you know and then no, kind of work up the courage but to Even ask
2: later it. when we did that we we had decided that we would uh fast. We fasted mm-hmm. and prayed. And then when we came back we both said, Yeah, this is the right thing You know, because I asked, you know, pulling out of a uh, driveway, which
1: you need to put some prayer and fasting. And then, you know, we did. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So um, we know you got married August 2nd, 1985. Um, So that was 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot has happened since then. Like you said, you had three kids. Now you got three grandkids. Um, You guys served at Christchurch for many years, Mm -hmm. went and served at Cornerstone for many years. And now have been back at Christchurch since 2004. Um, so you guys have done ministry together, yeah. raised a family together. Um, you know, when you're taking your wedding vows, the, the vow is for better or for worse. So let's talk about some of that. So over these last 35 years, what are, you know, some of the things that have been for better? Like some of your favorite things, some of the fun things. Uh, and then maybe what are some of the things that have been for worse and what have been some of the the struggles and some of the suffering, and in, in ways that God has brought you through that and grown you closer to to Him and to each other.
2: I feel like Michael Scott. The better was the worst. <laughs> you know, they're both together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like the births of our ch- children were incredible, but there was some
0: scary really scary
2: stuff that went on in the middle of it. And you know, I don't know what
0: Well, I think you know. I always think about that. You know, I remember when my sister came to me, my youngest sister came to me, and they were, her and her husband were thinking about having kids, and she wanted, they were asking our advice, and I said, well, you know, I said, kids are the worst part of your life, and they're the best part of your life, all rolled into one, and I think marriage is kind of that way, too, that it's like, marriage can be the worst time of your life, it could be the best time of your life, and sometimes it's both at the same time, but, One thing you have to realize in marriage, and you know, you always hear people ask, like, well, what's the secret to a long lasting marriage and stuff? And you have the, you know, the go tos like, well, communication, faithfulness, loyalty. And those are the kind of the givens. But I think the most important thing to make a relationship, a marriage relationship, last is that you have to realize that I'm not perfect, he's not perfect, and we're not even perfect together. But when we recognize our imperfections and we rely on God to, give us grace and to give each other grace, then that's when we can be successful in marriage. And so whether we're having some of those better times or those worst times, the most important thing is, is we have to rely on God in all of those times. And, you know, if you want some examples of like some of the worst times, I would say the biggest struggles I think were probably, um, you know, uh, illness, you know, you don't plan on somebody being sick. But those are the things when you're, you know, when you're thinking of your vows, I think when I was standing there, even as a young, young girl, I was very young. I was only 17 when we got married. And I think even then I thought, well, if he gets sick, I, I would be faithful. I would take care of him and those kind of things. So you kind of think about sickness. But then do you think about like, well... If she kind of goes crazy and she's real insecure and she's, you know, possessive and, you know, all these kind of things, am I going to stick around then? And it's Are
1: like, you ta- Is this some talking hypothetical, hypothetical person out there? No, this is there? not
0: hypothetical. <laughs> this is me. This is me. This, you know, I went through a period of time where I dealt with a lot of insecurities. And that's where I really saw the faithfulness of Todd, where he was like, you know, I could tell him I hated it. You know, and he would say, Well, that's great, but I'm not going anywhere. When I took our vows, as young as we were, I meant it. And this ring means something to me, and I'm sticking around. So you can hate me right now, but someday you're not going to hate me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's the kind of person that you want to be married to. That's even when they're being the ugliest to you, they're saying they're not going to leave you, they're not going to go anywhere, they're going to stick around, and they're going to ride out the storm, and they're going to be there for you when the storm is over. So whether it's sickness, you know uh being insecure or any of those kind of things, those are the kind of things you have to stick with each other through yeah and it's only by the grace of God and a lot of Todd's personality, because as you can see, i'm doing most of the talking, he's more laid back and relaxed and stuff, and so a lot of testament to his personality, but mostly to um god's grace yeah. and you know us allowing God to be the center of our marriage is what's caused us to be
1: well and be able I to know, last and. And I know that you, Dad, have no. preached a lot about love over the years, and it's more than just a feeling; it's a choice. Yeah. Um, that you know God showed His love for us. You know yeah. that while we were still weak, while we were still sinful, that Jesus mm-hmm. died for us. So there's a, an action to it. Like the great theologian John Mayer once said, "Love is <laughs> a verb."
0: Um,
1: and so. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that, like the role of God in your marriage, uh, yeah. the the meaning of love and how that has kept you focused and all of that?
2: Yeah, I think I heard some uh, time somewhere somebody said a great marriage is two forgivers, like two people who yeah. yeah. can forgive. But for God so loved the world, he gave. So love is a desire to give and you've got to wake up every morning with the choice of giving. I talk to couples and different people all the time, and, you know, they'll come in and say, well, I just, you know, I don't feel love for her anymore. (laughs) Well, it's not a feeling. And I'm telling them, well, they're off base. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. God chose to love us, so we are loved, and he loves us with an everlasting love. The other part is, too, what Stephanie and I have, have done, and she showed it to me is we put God first before each other, mm-hmm. and you really have to, and I can tell you about that, like when I was younger, and I had, I had a time where I was just upset, I was mad at God, not anyone else, I was mad at God, because He told me no, and uh, for about a year, I didn't go to church, and, and you know, I'd been doing a bunch of stuff, but I just didn't go to church, I was backslidden, and Stephanie still went to church, she still served God, and whether I was going to or not, she was still putting God first. But also, I saw incredible love to, to me through her, even though she put God first, the love that I was getting drew me back to God. So, you know, it's, it is it is about for
1: God so loved mm-hmm. us that we're able to love each other. Yeah. So what I've heard both of you say is that both of you, which this is really kind of interesting you know it's not as if you dad pointed out things that mom struggled with and how you had to love her through it or vice versa, but you guys pointed out. That's also that, very important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you
1: good, guys good. pointed out the things that you did and how the other person yep. loved you through it. Yeah. Very important.
0: Um. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's, it's easy to recognize someone else's faults. Yeah, yeah. But what you have to realize is that, like I said, he's not perfect, I'm not perfect. So as much stuff that I, you know, put up with or tolerate from him, is he's putting up with and tolerating as much stuff from me. So it's, you know, it's not, and it's not just about putting up with the bad stuff. There's so many yeah. great things too. You know, yeah. like, like you said, we've talked about our struggles, but there's so many great things. We've done, we, you know, talk about it all the time. Some great things that we've done in our lives, some great traveling that we've done, some family vacations. and you know, we've gone to Israel, we've gone to, you know, all over the world, you know, either all the ministry, all the ministry that we've done, apocalypse mission trips, together we've and- survived, the <laughs> surviving the apocalypse together.
2: We're buddies.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, we're buddies. You know, we both had, you know, we got COVID at the same time, so we were yeah. isolated. And the thing is, is, you know, you would think, you know, being cooped up in your room for two weeks without any, um, you know, being able to leave or anything like that, you'd kind of get at each other and stuff. But we actually... Took good care of each other. I think we did a pretty good job with yeah, the, with the, a lot of help from our kids and our family. Did you know really good job making sure we were fed and you know taken care of and stuff like that. But you know, um, we realized that you know we could survive even the apocalypse together. So that's <laughs> kind of what we're doing.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, what advice would you give to maybe like a young couple that is you know thinking about getting married, or maybe they're engaged already, or maybe they just got married, they're in their first, you know, year or two, like what advice would you give to young, uh, to young couples? Well, you know, I'm talking to couples all the time and I even have another one coming up, but
2: you know, the main thing like we we're talking about is that love is a choice. Mm-hmm. And then of course, number one, putting God first, mm-hmm. you know, if they can put God first, then they'll love each other better and more than they were ever able to love each other if they put each other first, mm-hmm. The problem is, if I put Stephanie first, she makes a horrible God. She's not yeah. God. Mm-hmm. She can't heal. She can't do all these things. And so she's a terrible God. But if I, uh, you know, if I put God first, God's a great God. He'll He'll do incredible, miraculous things. And then he pours his love in me to love her. So that's what I tell a couple folks. What about you? Amen.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um You know, the thing is, is that you, like I said, you have to recognize that there, there's no perfect person. And I, I remember telling a young lady about a year ago, you know, you have to own your marriage, you have to own your relationship. And if you own your own business, and something's not working right in your business, you're going to work really hard to fix that because you want to be successful. If you've invested your money and your time and all of this stuff into your business, you're not just going to, you know, at the first sign of trouble, you're not just going to be like, well, forget it. It didn't work. You're going to be like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's figure out what we're doing wrong and let's fix it. That's the same way with the marriage. You have to own it and you have to say, okay, if something's not working, let's sit down and let's figure out why it's not working and let's figure out how to fix it, do it differently, scrap what's not working, try something new or whatever. But you have to you have to make sure that it succeeds because you you are the investors in that. Yeah. You've already, you know, you've made a commitment on your wedding day. You've, you know, we've invested 35 years in our marriage and even at 3 years of marriage, I would still say that's an investment. You wouldn't give 3 years of your life to something and then just call it quits the first time it doesn't go right. Yeah. You're going to you've invested in it, you're going to you're going to nurture it, you're going to take care of it. You're going to you know, you're going to be there early in the morning. You're going to be there till late at night, making sure every you know the business is working. That's the same way marriage is. You're going to get up early in the morning. You're going to stay up till late at night if that's what it takes to make it work. Yeah. And so you have to invest. You have to be an owner and investor in your own marriage.
1: So Marriage is work.
0: It is work. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's uh, you know the Holy Spirit that empowers yeah. us to do that work. Mm-hmm. If there's anything you guys have taught me, it's. Uh, everything you just said, put God first. Um, and he'll lead you and guide you and uh, give you the strength to, to pursue, um, a godly life. Um, so what's next? I mean, you guys have done, um, almost probably the same amount of, uh, uh of time in ministry because you guys started ministry even before you were married.
0: Yeah. We were, um, we were teaching Sunday school classes when we were dating.
1: Yeah. So so you guys have been doing ministry, your whole relationship. Um, you guys have a lot of exciting things happening right now at Christ Church. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you know, reopened, doing two services. Um, you know, you're taking on more uh, responsibility with doing, um, you know, your podcast and wanting to do some writing projects and things like that and the church is, you know, growing and, and doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, so, you know, thinking back over the last, you know, 30 plus years of ministry together and maybe looking ahead, like, what are some things that you're most excited about to be doing together now and maybe some things that you guys are kind of hoping and dreaming for the future?
2: Well, just, you know, uh, we went live, uh, Facebook live in March and then YouTube live, I don't know. Shortly July after, or but we would never been live, so we've done those live services. Stephanie's been in every one of them, and uh, she does the announcements and all that. And that was all new for us. Her doing the podcast, you know, you pointed that out, that's really cool. And then, but for the future, I mean, you know, um, either either we get through this, you know. Well, I had scheduled to go to India, and so I'd love to go to India and some of those other things, but. If not, then we'll be able to go to rapture together. That would be
1: like, <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. done everything else, you know. We
2: did COVID, but, and so I'll just grab her hand and we go up, so <laughs> together. So that could be cool. But um, the the one thing is, a lot of people have been getting saved, a lot of different things. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool future. Um, what do you think?
0: Well, yeah, I think so. You know, we I, God kind of put it on my heart to do this podcast uh, sometime last year, and. I really, you know, at first I kind of was thinking that it was going to be my own thing, but then I, you know, as I prayed about it and what that would look like, I really feel like God is saying, you know, that this is going to be our ministry and it's going to be, you know, part of an extension of the ministries that we're already doing. And, you know, if there's some day where we aren't able to do, you know, full-time being pastors, you know, maybe, you know, 10 years from now when we're closer to retirement age that we'd like to have something like this to be our retirement ministry, we feel like We're going to be in ministry until God calls us home. So whether we're doing it standing in a pulpit in a church or we're doing it on a recording a podcast, we're always going to be preaching the gospel. We're always going to be trying to reach others and grow the kingdom of God. So, um, you know, whatever that looks like, we're open to it. And, you know, we can make all kinds of plans for our future. But the most important thing that we've always wanted is we want to be in the center of what God's plan is for our life. So whatever that looks like, we're open to it and we're willing to do what God is asking us to do, whatever that is
1: awesome well i'm gonna hand it back off to you to close this out mom but before i do i just want to say congratulations mm. i love you guys thank you for deciding to get together and bringing <laughs> me into the world and my brothers they're pretty cool too um but uh yeah i mean a lot of my friends probably most of my friends don't have both of their parents together um they've you know, have, uh, you know, grew up in single parent homes or, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth between the two. Um, And so I think having you guys as an example of, um, you know, a a couple that has put God first and, you know, like you said, you guys aren't perfect, but um, you're always following and pursuing God Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, repenting and forgiving um, and growing in grace and all of that. And so you've been a, a tremendous example of faithfulness in marriage, faithfulness in ministry to me. And, uh, I'm very proud to have you guys as my parents. And so thank you for letting me ask you some of these questions and help you guys tell, uh, share some of your story with your listeners. So, You're
0: welcome.
1: Yeah. so go ahead, close us out.
0: So thank you so much for, um, being a part of that, Nathaniel. And thank you, Todd, for joining me here on this episode. Um, And, you know, as we, you know, the whole, my whole podcast is All Things True and based on Philippians 4, 8, to focus on things that are true, honest, just, praiseworthy. And I would encourage you, if you're looking for a relationship or if you're already in a relationship, you're already married or soon to get married, those are the kind of things you need to do. You need to focus on what things are true, honest, pure, just, praiseworthy in your mate. Um... And if you can't find them, then you need to look a little harder because they're there. Um, so thank you for joining me and join us next time as we continue our discussion on Philippians 4, 4 eight. Thank you for joining us here on All Things True. Please tune in to our next episode. And remember, in a world of negativity, God is good and he invites us to reflect his goodness to everyone around us. Think about that.